Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse and the National Women's Soccer League both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 12 to 3 Eastern, 9 to noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and FS1. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Herd. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Oh, here we go. Oh, my. On a Tuesday, a busy Tuesday, a phenomenal Tuesday. Live in L.A., it's the herd wherever you may be and however you may be listening. These days are getting crazy. They're sneaking up on us. If you thought Jason McIntyre was a Jets fan before today, wait until Aaron Rodgers signs. You know how fun and interesting that would be for our show? Kind of worried about it for the show. We're going to become the Aaron Rodgers Jets happy hour. Uh, we're going to turn the power hour into the happy hour. And obviously you have the big Friday announcement to make yes. for this yes. show. Yes. All right. We'll get to that later. <laughs> oh! All right. So let's start with this. Mike Silver, who's a friend of mine. I have my little company, The Volume. He's my NFL guy. He doesn't make stuff up. He is now reporting. They're exhausted. Green Bay wants to move off Aaron Rodgers. They believe he, quote, checked out after he signed the contract last March. He just checked out. He did not have a good season. He had his worst season in a long time. So Mike Silver said they want him out. Trey Wingo, haven't heard that name in a while, reports Aaron and the Jets had conversations yesterday. Nothing is imminent. But Rodgers is open to the idea of the Jets, and Tyler Dunn, had him on the show before, excellent Jets reporter, excellent Packers reporter, said, remember the Packers must be given quarterback permission to speak with the Jets, otherwise it would be tampering. So things are happening. Green Bay is now, according to Tyler Dunn, Trey Wingo, and Mike Silver. Know all three, uh, trust all three on this stuff. It's percolating, it's happening. So let's just start with this. Here's two things I know if it happens, and two things I don't know. Here's the things I know. The Jets would obviously be better with Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> they were a mess offensively last year. Okay, I know that. The second thing I know is Green Bear and Aaron Rodgers have become the couple that's staying together for the kids. Couples stay together for the kids all the time. They sleep in separate rooms. They're no longer intimate. They flirt with other people. 
that's where Aaron and Green Bay are at. They'll play nice at the podium, a press release, a dinner. They'll smile. They'll be cordial. But privately, Green Bay is over it. We've talked about this. There's a diva. There's an arrogance. There's, um, you know, semi-committed. They're over him privately. And Aaron Rodgers privately? Oh, wait, nothing's private with Aaron. He wants attention. So he tells us everything from his vaccines to his doctors to what he's thinking, his feet. So I know that. The Jets are going to be better. And this thing is now living together for the kids. Here's the two things I don't know. Can Jordan Love play? I watched him. He didn't look spectacular. He looked capable. I mean, again, it was it was kind of a Brock Purdy thing. He can make the basic plays. You know, he's not going to pull something out of his hat like a Burrow, a Josh Allen, a Lamar Jackson, a Justin Herbert, a Mahomes. Can he play? I don't know. We joke it's like the Loch Ness Monster. You get a piece of video about, you know, once every four years. I don't know. And the second thing is, I'm still not sure the Jets, even with Aaron Rodgers, would be the best team in their own division. Buffalo's roster is stacked. And Josh Allen this morning is better than Aaron Rodgers. And I watched Mike McDaniel and Tua average 32 points a game. And Belichick with Mac Jones got to the playoffs last time they had a legitimate offensive coordinator. I don't know how good they'd be. The Jets O-line, eh. The Jets coach is a defensive coach. He's 11-23. and 23. They have some nice weapons, but they're all kids. Aaron's not into the kids. He doesn't like babysitting. And Aaron's drive and ambition, it's not the same. Mike Silver saying the Packers believe he checked out in March when he got the bag. So you look at Herbert AFC, Trevor Lawrence AFC, Allen AFC, Lamar AFC, Burrow AFC. All the great young quarterbacks outside of Jalen Hurts are all in the AFC. They're all ascending. They're all hungry. They're all totally committed. And Aaron is sort of semi-committed, older, had injuries, and got the bag. He doesn't appear to have the hunger. He had a really bad year, and that's with a good O-line and a star back and an emerging receiver and good tight ends and an offensive coach in a wonky division. So, you know, I, I don't know if Jordan Love can play, and I think the Jets will be better, but I don't know how much better. But this is now officially living together for the kids. Albert Breer on yesterday's show. The consensus is the thing's run its course. The last two years, if you look at it, it was doing everything to accommodate Aaron Rodgers' return and trying to facilitate extra years of development for Jordan Love, who I think if they were being honest with you a year ago, were a little worried about where Jordan Love was. Now they want a decision from him. And now they want that decision now. And they want to be able to plan forward on who's going to be their quarterback. And that doesn't mean they're kicking Aaron Rodgers out, but they're less all in on the idea of Aaron Rodgers being their quarterback in 2023 than they were in 2021 or 2022. A couple of reasons for that. Number one, I think there's fatigue over the way that this has gone in the last couple of years. And then number two, they're pretty excited about where Jordan Love came, how far Jordan Love came over the last year. All right. So now let's pivot to the worst-kept secret in the National Football League. Tom Brady's retired, but is looking at the Niners. So two times last week, I talked about this story that I had heard from Mike Silver and others. I had somebody two weeks ago, not in this building, say, I'm not sure he's going to be a Fox broadcaster in a year. He may still be playing. 
So Rich Eisen yesterday reported Brady may not stay retired. So it's a very poorly kept secret. By the way, the team that I thought Aaron could go to, the Dolphins, uh, are another team reportedly in the Brady sites. So here's where we're at, and here's why I believe the rumors then. There's no reason for Rich Eisen to make anything up, so Rich is well-connected. I'm sure he's got some sourcing on this. Trust him. Trust that report. Uh, San Francisco, Brock Purdy's having surgery Friday for the uh, torn UCL. And they tried to do the surgery earlier, but he had swelling. It's not going well. And the expectation is he could be out minimum eight months, translation, middle of the season. So I think they want to go with Brock Purdy. But you can't go into a season with no idea if a guy's not going to be around till Thanksgiving. Secondly, as I reported uh, six months ago, and nobody in San Francisco wanted to hear it, there's real concerns in the organization if Trey Lance is the guy. He's a good athlete. He's a good kid. But this offense by Kyle Shanahan is built for distribution. That's why he preferred Mac Jones, though he's not a great athlete. It's why he wanted Kirk Cousins. It's why he liked Matt Ryan. This is a quarterback-friendly offense, not quarterback-centric. They don't need you running out of plays. They don't need Aaron Rodgers. They don't need Josh Allen. What they need is a distributor, a Chris Paul, not a Steph Curry. And there are real concerns inside the building if Trey Lance can do that. He does everything well except throw the ball accurately. This offense wants one thing, throw the ball accurately. Also today, another reason why I buy into these Brady stories. If Aaron goes to the Jets, and if the Eagles lose two or three players to retirement or free agency, and I think it's going to be more than that, the Niners with Tom Brady would absolutely be the overwhelming favorite in the NFC. Not even a debate. Philly's second, but they could lose their center. They could lose two or three free agents defensively. So somebody I trust outside of this building at Fox told me a couple of weeks ago, they said, I don't think Brady's going to be a broadcaster anytime soon. I think he wants to play. And so Brady set records last year, a couple of different records. I think it was attempts and completions at 45 years old. So a lot of people limp to the end. Elway didn't. Roger Staubach didn't. Derek Jeter didn't. Kobe scored 61 in his last game as a Laker. Brady can still sling it. He's not as good as he was. But remember, the San Francisco offense is built. Are you smart? Can you distribute the ball accurately? Can we pay you a good salary but not break the bank? We want to keep these weapons. I think you got to buy into this. Remember when I asked Tom Brady, are you retired? I showed this clip last week. <laughs> kind of kind of a nebulous, fuzzy, not concrete answer. He didn't land, he didn't stick the landing. And people that day after the interview said, oh, I love the Brady interview, but he kind of gave you a fuzzy answer on the retiring thing. I went back and watched it and thought, yeah, it was kind of fuzzy. So we got multiple people that I, I Mike Silver, uh, Rich Eisen, Trey Wingo, uh, Tyler Dunn, you know, these people are sourced. Aaron Jets, sounds like it's going to happen. Brady Niners still on the table. <laughs> I love this job. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. I mean, and it, it, what's fun, this, this isn't the old NFL. It used to be baseball had the hot stove league. And I can remember working at ESPN when I first started there. I mean, you'd spend a month talking about stuff. And then the NBA, they started making a bunch of moves and kind of over 
took the baseball as the off-season sport of choice. Now the NFL's blown past both of them because it's star quarterbacks that are constantly moving. Brady's moving, Stafford's moving, Lamar wants to move, Aaron wants to move. So when you take the America's most popular sport, this would be like in England if, you know, Messi was leaving every two or three years. You've got the biggest start. By the way, that happens. So it, it, it's crazy. It's, it's wonderful. It's crazy. And I buy into the stories. I don't have any sourcing. Uh, I got good stuff on Brady. I don't have uh, Aaron connections. So I, I, I lean into others. But the others this morning, and Trey Wingo's been doing this for a long time. Mike Silver's been doing this a long time and covers the Niners for the San Francisco Chronicle. Jason McIntyre is beside himself. This should be one of the happiest days in your life. Aaron Rodgers to the Jets. Well, you know he makes Happiest days in my life. You know, I got married. Well, I got okay. kids. Come sports on. days. As a sports fan. He he makes you better immediately. That's that's not even up for dispute. But, Colin, you know this. When we talk about who's reporting what, about, oh, this guy may go here, doesn't it never work out? There is so much smoke here I don't know. that it's almost like, I wonder if there's something. Is Could Rodgers go somewhere else other than the Jets? It feels too obvious, just like with gambling. If 90% of the people are betting one side, what do you do, Colin? You take the other side. 90% the public's never right. Listen, I, It I, feels a little sus. Uh, yeah, because Stafford did catch us off guard. Brady to Tampa caught us off guard. Russ, Russell to Denver. In, in fairness, you were right. All of those caught us off guard. This is a little telegraphed. It feels telegraphed, and, and I, you know, I'm loath to bring in uh, politics way, and Derek, stuff. But Derek Carr to the Saints caught us off guard. Indeed. I mean, we thought that yeah. was like the fourth choice. Panthers were in the mix. Jets were supposed to be so in the mix. So what about the politics? Well, Rodgers has gone a certain way in the last couple of years, yeah, going yeah. on Joe Rogan's podcast, and that's fine. He that, He's now going to go in one of the most liberal cities in America. Does that feel like a, a cultural fit to you, Colin? It just, just, just doesn't because, pass the smell test to me. I don't know. I think there's a lot of moderate and conservatives in New York, L.A., Chicago. I think the media's not. New York's full of yeah. guys full of guys that are want their pizza, their beer, and their team, and they're going to vote for DeSantis. Yeah, And, and Aaron Rodgers is going to do battle with those media guys every single day. Come well, on, just, something smells fishy. It's almost... All right, listen. You and I have been on the 51% Aaron's going to Green Bay. But again, new information. When I have respected people who I know are sourced, all right, yeah. sounds like I'm wrong on this. My guess has always been Green Bay will figure it out. But you are officially in the we're living together for the kids stage this stuff is getting leaked. It's getting leaked by the Packers. I'll say this. They if, want it out. If the Jets can get away with not giving up a first-round pick, I can be on board with it. Give away a second. Packers have no leverage here, do they? Do they have any? No, you take them back and figure out your Jordan Love situation, You're, you're going to get a first-round pick for Aaron Rodgers. By the way, all they need then, seriously, is a left tackle. Is it, isn't Dwayne Brown going to play one more year? He's like 37, 38. He can still play. Whitworth played until he was 40 and was very good. Dwayne Brown can play. He's good enough to be a playoff team with Dwayne Brown at left tackle. He's good enough. He's fine. He's been a great pro. He'll get a Hall of Fame vote. He's been an excellent. He, won't, he may not get in, but he'll be a great pro. So Rodgers plus Jets equals 11 or 12 wins. Which one? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It, it, that AFC's loaded. Don't forget what we saw from Tua and Mike McDaniel until Thanksgiving. Tua led the NFL in Pro Bowl votes. He was lighting the league up. Mm. So that's not going away. Mm. 
<laughs> I don't know. I know that we... What's, what's Miami? Who's the Miami starting quarterback week one next year, Colin? Tua. You sure? How much confidence on that? Lamar Jackson. Boy, that'd ruin your day, wouldn't it? Lamar to the Josh Dolphins. Allen. <laughs> Lamar to the Dolphins would ruin well, your week. At least week. the Jets would not have the worst quarterback in the division like they've had for since Mark Sanchez left, basically. Okay. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Hi, it's The Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events... You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Okay, so this story happened. Geno Smith, not usually a topic on this show and a surprisingly effective quarterback last year, signed a $105 million three-year contract with Seattle. So expect a lot of the money to be up front. So it's essentially a two-year contract Seattle could wiggle out of in the third year. That's my guess. He gets 50, 60 million up front first year or two. Uh, so they're two years in, third year they could be in, or they could move off him. That's my guess. And that would lead me to believe Seattle with two first-round picks, including the fifth, would take a quarterback. So right now, here's the top of the draft board, top five picks. As of March 7th today, this would be my guess. I don't really do mock drafts. I play with them all day, but it, they're impossible. I think the Bears need an edge. They would take Will Anderson. This is if they can't move down. Houston takes Bryce Young. That's who I would take. Uh, Jalen Carter is the third best player. The guy's a game wrecker. He's the best defensive line prospect in some time. Uh, I think Arizona doesn't care about the bad PR. If he's available, they'd take him. I think Indianapolis gets C.J. Stroud, played in the Midwest. Uh, looks like to me, the little Justin Herbert, very capable. Then Seattle, and this is where it gets really interesting to me. I'd make a prediction here. Will Levis or Anthony Richardson. Again, they've signed Geno. It'll be front-loaded. It's a two-year deal they can move off on is what I would guess. So they want to get somebody in and let him sit. 
So here's what I know about Pete Carroll. He hates interceptions. He is very old school. Hates them. Will Levis can get sloppy. Big arm, big brain, mom went to Yale, grandfather Ivy League, makes it's a little casual. Pete hates that. That's why I never got Drew Locke to the Seahawks. Drew Locke's got a big arm. He's really way too casual with the football. Will Levis, who I think is really talented, could be. Turn off. Anthony Richardson, though, is so Pete Carroll, you can taste it. Why? Pete Carroll When he was at USC and when he's with the Seahawks, he loves projects and big, unique bodies. DK Metcalf was plummeting. And Pete Carroll's like, nah. And nobody built like that in the NFL wide receiver. I'll fix him. He did. Cam Chancellor was this 6'3", 230-pound safety. Really big. Pete's like, I'll take him. Unique size. Percy Harvin years ago, who had migraines, couldn't stay on the field. Pete's like, nobody runs like him. Fastest guy in the league. He was Tyreek Hill before Tyreek Kill. We'll take him. He rarely played, but he was unique. Richard Sherman, a lanky, unusually long corner out of Stanford. Pete's like, he's a project. I'll take him. Pete loves if you give unique size, you have unique speed, and you need a teacher. Pete's a great teacher. I know several people who have been in that locker room. He is one of the NFL's best teachers and Pete likes to mold you Um, you know they've said for years and years Pete's better with young players than he is with veterans because he's got the same kind of stories over and over you know he's you know he's an older coach right so he's got a lot of old stories and after about five or six years some of the old guys kind of wear out but Pete is amazing that's why he was such a great college coach he's amazing with guys first four or five years in the league or projects like Geno Smith, who, by the way, 6'3 and a half, 220, 225, kind of a big guy. Pete bought into him. Drew Locke has more arm talent. Drew Locke's smaller. He doesn't play with a great deal of urgency. Geno Smith is coachable, bigger. So Pete's really into that. He likes unique size, unique speed. He'll mold him. Anthony Richardson, to me, feels so much like a Pete Carroll pick, especially with a front-loaded Geno Smith contract where you can learn for two years and they can just put you on some red zone packages, play occasionally, be an absolute backup, but used used to fortify Seattle's offense in third and short red zone situations. Geno can move, but he's not a great runner. So Pete Carroll talking about that number five pick, he's absolutely looking at quarterback. Oh, we in the position we're in. We 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 are totally connected to the quarterbacks that are coming out. Um, this is a really huge opportunity for us. Um, it's a rare opportunity. We, you know, we've been drafting in the low twenties for such a long time. You just don't get the chance at these guys. So we're deeply involved with all that. Also, Seattle hit six home runs. Their first six picks last year all hit, meaning they got two first round picks. They got two second round picks. They have two fourth round picks. They can take some gambles here. Seattle doesn't have to hit on every draft pick. They hit on their first six last year. They got two tackles, a star running back, uh, two corners. They got an edge rusher. Everything worked for them. So they got two firsts. Roll the dice with an unbelievable, maybe the best athlete in the draft. Roll the dice on them. Boy, that feels like what Seattle's going to do. J-Mac with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News. So the biggest news, obviously, yesterday was Derek Carr to the Saints. Kind of broke during the show. We talked about it. But now we've got more information on the details of the contract. 
Um, and we know that he's worked Carr had previously with Dennis Allen, who yeah. was there in Oakland when Carr was drafted in 2014. Allen is very excited to work with Derek Carr. In addition to his talent, I admired his approach to the game, work ethic, and commitment to get better every day. I saw Derek development into one of the most productive quarterbacks in the NFL. Derek is an outstanding addition to the Saints, and I can't wait to get working with him and the rest of our team this offseason. Now, this statement, one of the most productive quarterbacks in the NFL. I'm going to push back on that a little bit. You tell me what you think. Derek Carr's career record as a starter, oh, well, the- 63-79. and 79. Well, Derek Carr, oh, oh, oh. he has two winning seasons. He has zero career playoff wins. And oh, by the way, okay. his worst game last year, Carr, came against the Saints in New Orleans. Yeah. They didn't cross midfield. That's right. So now Devontae he- Adams played, just for the record. So now he gets that roster, the superior roster to the Raiders. Also, you know, there's that belief by the analytic people that that winning is not a quarterback stat. And I would agree. So let's let's be fair. This has been uh, he was in uh, he was with the Raiders for what eight or nine years. He had six different coaches. It's fair. I mean, it's, it's a I mean, circus. I'm not, I'm not. I know the quarterback record is kind of not a lot, but. 16 games under 500 is significant, Colin. Well, six like coaches, this. bad ownership, move cities. Among, and I think, I believe, since he entered the league, I, his league average defense is the worst in the league. I think it was 32. Let me add some more fun stats for you because right. I've gotten a little more sour. And I talked about it on my podcast today. Colin, do you know that they were $18 million over the salary cap before they got Derek Carr? The Saints. Yeah. Well, there, I so think- he could have gone to the Jets where they've got good young players that you don't have to pay. He went to the Saints, and I just looked up some of their free agents. I can read off some of the names to you. Marcus Dude. Davenport. Uh, he'd be- amazing pass rusher. Yeah, they're going to keep him. Cam Jordan, who was they're on our set him. at the Super Bowl. They're going to keep him. There's some speculation that Lattimore, uh, they're going to have to pay him. They might. He I- might be a cap casualty. Uh, Jarvis Landry. Uh, no, I'd move him. Colin, this is... I would move him. I would move now. Now Bradley Roby, one of their uh, number two cornerback, Anyamata, one of their defensive tackles. This they're going to have to make some tough decisions. Well, they have two pass rushers they love. They have two, so they may move Cam Jordan, who, by the way, has been amazing. I would be the leader in that locker room. Yeah, I I don't want to move him either. Listen, they'll have to make moves. Everybody make moves. Eagles are going to make moves. Everybody's making moves. This organization in New Orleans has shown a consistent ability to draft and develop at a very high level. Mickey Loomis is one of the smartest. I mean, Sean Payton told me off the air. He literally told me off the air at dinner one night. He and Mickey Loomis never had a single disagreement on personnel all their years together. They argued over the team Christmas card, the carpet, uh, the PA was too loud. All theirs, and they were like best friends. He said, Mickey and I never disagreed on personnel. If Mickey believed in somebody, he was always right. So, and they, they so. And Sean knows his personnel, and he is like, that guy, if he loves somebody, he was right. So let's be realistic about what this move is. Give me the ceiling for the New Orleans Saints next year in Winning. the NFC or right, at right. large around the release. Dominating their division, home field advantage, number one seed in a bye because of a weak schedule. You think home field advantage in the NFC playoffs is on the table for the Saints? They're going to win their division. Tom Brady won it last year at 8-9. and nine. But he got his first game at home. Yeah. So, so hosting a is, game, like going to host a game. Okay. Yes, 
Derek Carr will win the division. They'll host a game. Now, are they going to host two? Probably not if Brady goes to San Francisco. But they will host a game. We saw and Taylor Heineke host a playoff game with Washington, and they lost. We saw Kirk Cousins last year host a playoff okay. game, and they lost. I think they'll be like a two or a three seed. They'll win their division. Wow. Yeah, I think San Francisco or Philly is a one or two seed. They could be a two or a three. And my takeaway is they host a playoff game, and then they get they get a week opener. Saints two or three playoff seed in the NFC. You think that's crazy? I think that is insane. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Stable no ownership. Chance. Good de- top 10 defense last three years. Um, top 12 quarterback. Running back wide receiver. Excellent line play both sides. They don't have holes in the organization. <sighs> quarterback. Okay. I think, they, I think Michael Thomas is a lot. Thomas is interesting. He's not a big drinker, not a partier. Derek Carr's not at all. So they may have a kinship here. Now, Michael Thomas demands the ball. He can be difficult, but he's not hes not a partier. He's not late-night guy. He's totally committed to being great. And Derek Carr and he, him may connect. Let's guess. I don't i don't think Vegas has posted yet. Over, under, win total Let for the guess. Saints. What do you think? We don't know the okay, answer because okay. it's not posted So yet. find what it was before Derek Carr. It was probably well, six. Well, I don't, I don't know that they post okay. before free okay, agency I'll give you the, the draft. Over, under, Derek Carr, 10. 10.5. That is steep. At 10, I would take the Saints. Just remember, we saw some moves last year with Baker Mayfield and um, Baker Russell Mayfield, Wilson and Matt as, Ryan. Like, these those, big quarterbacks moved, and they okay. all the teams did Derek worse. Carr is better than Matt Ryan and Baker Mayfield. Absolutely. Yeah, okay. right, He's so in his prime. Think, He's 31. You think their win total might be 10 and a half? I'm going to guess right now with no certainty. I'll say 10, and I'd bet the over. The Saints' win total will be 10. I, I, I will set it at 9. Oh, okay. my God. I'm betting the over. I've already spent the money. I just bought a jet ski <laughs> on Amazon.com. Jet ski. No, I'll say, I'll say 10. You say 9. Let's split it in the middle. 9 and a half. I would bet the, the over. The division's bad, but we'll see. Maybe maybe Carolina pulls a bad. rabbit out of the hat. Division's bad. It, it, Desmond Ritter. It's um, terrible. Sam Darnold. And who's the other? Uh, who's in Tampa? Is it Kyle Trask? Is that... <laughs> All right, maybe maybe I think nine and a half. My takeaway is Tampa's going to move some defensive pieces. Tampa's got no interest. They want that Caleb Williams, Derek Ooh, May sweepstakes. I like that take. That's where Tampa's going. They bought equity with their fan base because they got the Super Bowl with Brady. Now, hold on. Is Todd Bowles going to go for that? Because they would probably would fire him. Todd Bowles. Um, Sayonara. If I give you Kyle Trask and Ty- Todd Bowles, you're winning four games. And you're going to be in the that's, running. That's harsh. So, I, to me, that's they've got they've got the weapons. They don't have the quarterback and a defensive coach. And a, I... I think Tampa is one of the worst teams in the league. We'll, we'll revisit this after free agency in the draft because uh, that's a good scenario for the Saints, obviously. All right, next up is the franchise tag deadline. Uh, what is going to happen with Daniel Jones here? We are watching uh, social media very closely. It appears that there is no long-term deal happening. Are they going to tag him? Uh, what happens with Saquon Barkley? Uh, the Giants' preference is to reach a deal with Jones and then tag Barkley. However... They are willing to let Barkley test the market in yes. order to keep Jones. Okay. That okay. sounds insane. No, to me. it doesn't. I love that by the Giants. I love it. So overpay the average quarterback and let Saquon uh, Barkley walk out the door. Well, the average quarterback got to the playoffs and won a game. So I'm not a fan of Daniel <laughs> Jones, it. but whatever. Okay, so not my. And he also, the coach is the quarterback whisperer of the NFL. Okay. So it worked, and there's no reason with a more fortified receiving core and O-line, they can't do it again. 
the crazy part to me, obviously, would pay Daniel Jones $40 million. And I like Saquon Barkley. There is a rule with every GM I talk to. You do not give a second big contract to a running back. There's 12 in this yeah, year's draft. I would agree. So cool. I think you let him test the market. This just hit me, right? So Geno Smith got this three-year, $105 million yeah. deal, which is not, that's not anything. He's a it quarterback. It looks like he's got like $25 million as a base salary a year. He's like a $30 million guy. Daniel Jones's camp sees that deal that just was announced. What happens? Do the Giants come to him and say, listen, maybe you're a little better than Geno Smith. Is he? Let's be real. I know he's uh, younger. This morning, I would take Geno Smith. He finished with the highest passer rating in the league. So 30 touchdowns and 10, 11 so picks. So that's interesting. So if the Giants Geno say... Smith finished... Geno Smith finished with two rookie tackles and a rookie running back and a defensive coach. Geno Smith finished with 30 touchdown passes. You're not... T- you're telling... Well, then the argument is that Geno had better receivers. Oh, God, and then if I have to hear Daniel that Daniel Jones will say, well, hey, come on. I want a playoff game on the road. Geno got smashed by the Niners. So, uh, again, I'm largely with you. Who would you take, Geno or Daniel Smith or Daniel Jones, right now? I would take Geno at 25 mil. So would Which I. is basically what he got. It, by the way, $30 million in potential incentives for Geno Smith. That's right. We that's know what that is. Yeah. Uh, get to the NFC Championship, throw for no. 4,000 yards. No, and that's a lot of that's G- not going to happen. That Seattle's signed a very team-friendly deal, and Geno also gets his. Will Daniel Jones do the same thing? I, I, no, I don't think as a young player he wants he wants and the big money. And you said Dable's the quarterback whisperer. Uh, what do I need Daniel Jones at 40 mil? Bring in anybody, Dable will coach well, him up, no. and we'll be good. Mm, let's slow down. Not anybody. Daniel Jones was the number six pick. You can't go to the seventh round. You can talk about Brock Purdy all you want. He's got Debo and Kittle and McCaffrey okay. and Trent Williams. This is a good left tackle, nice running back, nonsense everywhere else offense. <laughs> nonsense. All right, final final story. Uh, you were hot for this on the morning call. So the Cavs beat the Celtics in, in a pretty thrilling yeah, ending. Seems like the Celtics are losing a lot of close games. Timeout, timeout. Jason Tatum did not play. Okay, let's just put that out there. All right. But this is the highlight. Grant Williams steps to the line with less than a second left for two free throws in a tie game. And Donovan Mitchell comes over to trash talk him. I saw and Grant that. Williams goes, I'm making both of them. I'm making both. And then he missed both. <laughs> now, what was funny was, there he is, there he is mouthing, I'm making both. So the Cavs, oh. if you watch in between free throws, they did all this stuff to waste time and get yes. them to think about it. They were like, we're going to sub these guys, and now you switch on the line. There was like 55 seconds in between free throws. Grant Williams had a lot of time to think about it, clanged them. Now, now, the story, because Tatum out is not the Celtics. Correct. The story remains, Cleveland has played Boston, I believe, four times and has played them close in every, every single oh. game. Cleveland is... Absolutely for real. We were we, we were on this six months ago. The, the story isn't the game last night. I've watched these. I, I haven't watched all four games. I've watched two of them. Watched highlights of this one. It's the fourth time they played together, I believe. Third or fourth. All of these games have looked like this. Cleveland's not going away. Um, they're home, Boston, home, Cleveland, road, Boston. Every time Cleveland matches up with this team. So this is a story I like about the Cavs. So a buddy of mine where I play hoops is very close with Evan Mobley and his family. Yeah. Um, goes to the games, went yeah. to the draft, all that stuff. So I said to him this summer, hey, I haven't seen Evan Evan Mobley in any of these pickup games out here in L.A. I'm not seeing the videos on Instagram. Yeah. He goes, that's not his style, dude. 
He is low profile, under the radar, grinding yep. his butt off. Andy Enfield. Doesn't post it on social. He is a beast. So, and I love that about him. Andy Enfield it was Mobley's coach at USC. I don't know Andy well, but I see him two, I, three, two, three, three. He coached my son in summer basketball last year. So we all see Andy when you live in Manhattan Beach. So I, I asked him about Mobley two years ago. And he's like, I've never had a player who improved more in a calendar year. He goes, when people first saw him, they said second, then it was first, then it was lottery. He <laughs> says he is work ethic, no nonsense, wants to be an all-timer. And this was like two years ago. He goes, this kid, he goes, I've never had a player who has improved more in the eyes of us and everybody else in a calendar year. He loved Mobley. Cavs. And he called it. He said he's going to be a star in the NBA. It looks like Cavs-Knicks first round. That's oh going to be God. a war. But I'll, I'll, take, I'll take the Cavs. Other word on the Celtics. They've lost four or five. They're starting to rest guys. Yeah. They're not going to get the number one seat. The Bucks are locked in, Colin. That's right. I'm starting to worry about my Celtics futures bets. I, they have to face Embiid in the second round, and Embiid is going to eat them up. Something. Cleveland Knicks. I love the Knicks story, but they can't match. They can't score like Cleveland. Score, Cleveland can score easily. There are nights when they got two or three guys, Garland, Mitchell, hitting. They can drop 130 on you real fast. NBA playoffs are going to be good. Uh, they are. The Eastern, some... Eastern playoffs are going to be fascinating. Well, the West is... I, I'm working the Sacramento Kings into the final hour of the show oh, just God. as a heads God, up. Just, that's never been a good answer for... It's happening. It's just... All right, J-Mac with the news. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Line News. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller. It would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of The Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. 
It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Tomorrow on FS1, the Big East Tournament dips off at Madison Square Garden with a huge triple header. It all starts at 3 Eastern as Butler takes on St. John's. Then it's DePaul versus Seton Hall, followed by Georgetown Villanova. Tomorrow, only on FS1 and the Fox Sports app. Tournament's getting close. So I've watched UCLA a few times. They're really good. I've watched Purdue a couple times. They're really good. I've watched Duke, although all the games have been at home, so I'm not sure. Kansas is pretty good, too. Baylor's pretty interesting. Uh, I'll offer a couple sleepers on Friday's show, but tonight, Gonzaga-St. Mary's. you got to watch that game. Yeah, I watched the St. Mary's game last night with some buddies. Um, Tough push for me on that one. Plus seven on St. Mary's. Okay, so Gonzaga-St. Mary's have played twice this year. Very competitive games both times. Gonzaga's not as good as it was the last couple years. And St. Mary's has an incredible freshman, young point guard from out here in California who's really talented. Yeah, so it'll be very good. So here's the story we heard. So uh, Trey Wingo reporting Aaron and the Jets had conversations. Aaron is willing to go to New York. He's willing to listen to New York. Tyler Dunn, who's covered the Packers for years, said, remember, the Packers must have given the quarterback permission to speak to the Jets. Otherwise, it's tampering. So things are happening. Here's what's fascinating. I'm not sure what universe we live in or what the universe is telling us. Even though one is from the South and one is from California, look at the similarities as of this morning if Aaron goes to the Jets between Aaron and Brett Favre. So they both fell in the draft. Favre, there were rumors he was a party guy. Aaron, people thought he was kind of mechanical. So let's start with that. Both fell in the draft. Okay. Secondly, neither was great the first year they were allowed to be a starter. They were good. They were talented. They weren't great. They became unbelievable. And for about 10 to 11 years in their prime, were some of the two of the greatest quarterbacks ever, not just Packer quarterbacks. Then, you know, year 12, 13 in Green Bay, they start talking about retirement a lot, annoying the front office. Both were known as having great regular season success, multiple MVPs, often doing it without multiple great receivers, but not a ton of playoff success, rather disappointing for both getting one Super Bowl win each. Favre leaves after year 15. Aaron this morning could leave after year 16 as a starter and both go to the desperate Jets, and it doesn't end there. Both the Jets with Favre and the Jets potentially with Aaron had a defensive coach, Mangini and Robert Sala, coming off an awful end of the season. What universe are we in? Um, This only means one thing that Aaron Rodgers will be the starting quarterback for the Minnesota Vikings in 2024. That is all this can mean. Um, But I I go back to something I call the Green Bay quarterback syndrome. Because there's no owner, you essentially run the franchise. You have a a stable front office far of an Aaron Rodgers, um, but you can kind of push him around because you become so iconic. It's a friendly small town media. There's no owner. Everybody feels like they're a shareholder and you become almost a messiah. 
and you don't when you're given too much power whether it's a college basketball coach or a star quarterback you get very comfortable and want to do things your way and Aaron now is demanding I want Randall Cobb and Favre demanded I'm not changing to a new offensive coordinator or a new offense so it's a little bit of the Green Bay quarterback system you you don't always get your way Tom Brady was the goat he didn't always get his way with Belichick he didn't they drafted Garoppolo he didn't always get his way Peyton Manning and Indy it didn't go as get his way. In Denver, Elway made him take a pay cut. Peyton Manning didn't know as get his way. I mean, Mahomes signed a team-friendly contract, and they let Tyreek Hill go. Mahomes doesn't always get his way. Favre and Aaron always get their way. So, you know, you get very content. You have a lot of power. You have a lot of leverage. Both are getting grumpy as they get older. And uh, so the, the stories this morning is that Aaron was given permission to talk to the Jets, and would be willing to go to the New York Jets. It'd make them better. How much better? I'm not sure. Defensive coach, losing record. They don't have a very good offensive line. The skill players for the Jets are kids. Aaron's not a babysitter. He's not a babysitter. That is not his personality. And I can respect that. Aaron's like, you know, it's like the Warriors with Steph Curry. Steph Curry's got no interest playing with Kamingo, Wiseman, or Moses Moody unless they're ready to win a championship. I get it. LeBron James doesn't like playing with young guys. He's like, I'm not playing with rookies. He could have played with Andrew Wiggins as a rookie. He said, give me Kevin Love. He goes, give me J.R. Smith. Give me Kyrie Irving. I'm not going to play with rookies. Brady didn't love playing with rookies. LeBron doesn't. I can't just beat up on Aaron Rodgers because he doesn't want to play with kids. I got to be fair about this. Aaron doesn't like to play with kids. He doesn't want to be a babysitter. You know what else he doesn't like to do is talk to the kids. Uh, Colin, he spent more time on podcasts last year. Okay, talking to former punters than he did talking to his now, own young wide receivers. They said as much. Romeo Dobbs, we've never hung out outside the facility. Christian Watson refused to work with him. You want that, Jets? It's the herd. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.